There is a strange sense of dread that comes from a knowing exactly what they are trying to do to you. But there's also a strange sense of calm. I have been telling the world for the longest possible time exactly what they will try to do to me. I nailed it to the letter. I told all of you in advance. I saw the future and I was not wrong. What they are doing to me, they will do to absolutely anybody with an opinion. If you are a man and you are supporting me, you are not just supporting me, you're supporting yourself, you're supporting your future, you're supporting your father and your brother, and you're supporting any man out there who decides to speak and do anything other than simply pay his taxes and die. Because what they are hitting me with is the highest level of matrix attack, which a man can possibly endure. Last time when I was canceled, I said they hit me with their last bullet and I remained unfazed. And I was incorrect. For the first time in my life, I was incorrect because it was not their last bullet. They had another one and they shot me. And I remain unfazed. A lot of the men I met in jail wanted to go home and see their families and their children. A lot of the men I met in jail missed their old lives, their old jobs. What did I say to you when I was in jail? What did I miss doing above everything else? I can't wait to get out of jail so we can hold an emergency meeting. An emergency meeting. And here we are. So I've been looking forward to this day for a very long time. Six months and counting. It's kind of funny where we were saying there will be a day that comes, even if we're 85 years old, where an emergency meeting will take place again. Even if we're 85, 86, unless they kill us, it will happen. And now it's happening today. We literally had that conversation surrounded by cockroaches in a Romanian jail cell. Do you realize we have 350,000 people watching us live? Good because these are 350,000 people who are interested in the truth. And let me make something very clear to the world before we begin. We have to be very careful because the case is still open. We're within the jurisdiction of Romania and we must pay respect to the Romanian authorities so we do not get hauled back to jail. However, we must also pay respect to God and be truthful and do not lie and say as much as we can possibly say and tell the truth as much as we can possibly tell. We understand a lot of you are very curious about what happened to us and we're gonna do our best to outline why what happened happened but before we do that let's talk about how the matrix is breaking in real time when i sat in the jail cell i spent most of my time gathering my chi if you're sitting at home and you don't know what that means it means you haven't got any chi but i have chi i can gather power and save it like a squirrel can save nuts i can save power inside of my muscles knowing that in future i will need it to destroy my enemies i was gathering chi because I had all the time in the world, understanding that this battle for truth has just begun. It is truly good against evil. And before anyone asks which side I'm on, if you are telling the truth and you are worshiping God, you are always on the side of good. The people who are against us are simply lying. They are simply lying. 
And I believe on a long enough time frame with God on our side, the truth will come out. Now we're going to say as much as we can today, but we can't say everything. But the matrix is breaking. I remember when we got canceled. What did I say? You I said, said to the matrix, what did I, I warned them. You went too far with me. You may laugh at me now, but you've gone too far. YouTube, you think you have a monopoly? You think you could control the information? Well, you are wrong and and cutting me, axing me, banning me was the final straw. It was That's the final what straw. You said. That's and people laughed at you. People sat in a YouTube executive office, people at Meta, and sat around and laughed and said, That's the last we're going to see of this guy. And here we are. May so, God help you. May God help here you. Here we still are. Because we're, we're here to tell the truth. So. Let's begin with the things everybody wants to talk about. This case, which we can't really discuss. We cannot discuss the case because the case is ongoing. But you have to understand that everything is printed by Lucy and her friends is a lie. Uh, yesterday, we were at DCOT's office and five of the charges were removed. Yeah, no matter what the matrix says, yesterday, when they change the status of your case file, they have to call you to the offices at DCOT. So I was looking at six counts of human trafficking. I went there yesterday. I didn't quite understand why I was going there. I didn't know if I was going to go back to jail. I didn't know what they intended to do. And when I left the building, I was facing one count of human trafficking. So that's yesterday summed up as a whole. I don't know where the other five counts went. I don't know why they were around for so long before they disappeared. 14 months. I don't know. But I do know that I'm now facing one count of human trafficking as opposed to six counts of human trafficking. And I think it's very important that we explain what we're allowed to explain exactly what we are accused of, because there's a lot of confusing well, confusion about old videos we made, things we said eight years ago. Does this link it to the case somehow? I'm going to tell you what we are accused of, and I'm allowed to talk about this because it was on my arrest documents. Here is the official story. In 2021... Two years ago, my brother and I formed an organized criminal gang with the intent of moving women to Romania so we could steal money from their TikTok accounts to enrich ourselves. I think it's very important that I tell the world this and come across explaining what we're accused of because people are asking very normal questions, even fans of mine. Hey, Tristan, you used to run a webcam studio. I no longer run one, but yes, I used to. How is this linked into the case? That has nothing to do with the case. There is no link between what I'm currently being accused of, what I'm currently going through, and any activities I used to do with running webcam studios. Everyone who works for me has sent me letters of encouragement, emails of encouragement. Um, I appreciate them all. I appreciate the love and support, of course. But the narrative is that I formed a criminal gang when my net worth was already over a hundred million dollars, when I was already a father to a daughter, nonetheless, when I was already a world famous individual, when I was a retired professional sportsman, when my brother was already the retired four-time kickboxing champion of the world with no financial motive, we allegedly formed this gang to steal money from TikTok accounts. That is the narrative. That is what I have been arrested for. And this is the first time publicly I could finally clear that up. Yeah. So God is on our side. And, and you know what? 
I have faith in the Romanian judicial system. So do I. I, I have faith in the system. And unfortunately, the reality is in every country in the world, this is not an anti-Romania podcast. It makes it very clear. In every country in the world, innocent people get caught up in the judicial system and they have to prove their innocence. We have been accused, like my brother said, of nothing prior to 2021 or 2022. So all of our old videos, old life had nothing to do with this. They said after 2021, we decided to form an organized criminal gang and steal TikTok accounts money. Now, I'll let everyone come to their own conclusions regarding the validity of that and our motivations for that the and if that ever happened. The plausibility of that story. That's your own motivation. Because the investigation is still ongoing. The investigation is still ongoing. However, we will be going to court for that reason. And I have faith in the Romanian judicial system. I want to make something very clear. We do not have a problem with Romania. We do not hate Romania. And neither should you. Romania is a country... And like all countries in the world, they are on a very large chessboard that the matrix controls and they are simply pieces which must be moved. Anybody who's smart enough to understand what I'm saying understands what I'm saying. And that if the matrix decides to attack you, they can attack you in any jurisdiction on earth. And they will attack you in your home. They will attack you where you live. They will attack you where they think they could paint the best story about you. Correct. So I do not hold any any uh, hate in my heart for the people of Romania, even the justice system of Romania or the police of Romania or anybody involved in this process. Because I believe as famous as you are saying the things you are saying, this would have happened if we were in England or France or Germany or Spain or the United States or most countries with a Western agenda. Um, the country of Romania, I'll say, in fact, one of the reasons I, I, one of the reasons I love it here so much is because our values align with the people of Romania's. Every person who has come to my house, every single person who was guarding me in jail, every policewoman, every doctor that I have come in contact with has said, we are sorry this is happening to you. And I am not going to be leaving Romania. My daughter is a Romanian. She has Romania written on her passport. This is my country. I have lived here for seven years. So people who do not understand the situation are very quick to blame Romania, but they're wrong. Do not do that. I might move to Cluj instead of Bucharest. What do you think? I like Cluj. A bit more of a quiet life. I like Cluj too. Cluj is a beautiful city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is not particularly Romania's fault. This is just a result of becoming monumentally successful and telling the truth. And whenever you're the kind of person who tells the truth, the bastions, the gates which are held, which try and prevent the truth from being exp ex exposed to the general public, there's going to be some degree of pushback, and unfortunately, that pushback is is powerful. It's a very powerful but vocal minority which dislike us, and I want to make that very clear also to the people watching at home. People often say, oh, but what do women think about you? Do you know what? I got maybe one to 2,000 love letters from women a week in jail. Endless women support us. In fact, I'd say it was about 50-50. 50% of our mail was from men, and 50% of our mail was from women. Women support our message fully. Any woman who's not matrix-minded supports us. It's a very vocal minority which is against us, and don't let them psyop you into believing that somehow the whole world hates us, women hate us, garbage. It's not true. The world is waking up. The matrix is breaking. People are understanding they're tired of being lied to. They understand the truth of our message. They understand men are allowed an opinion. Women want men who have an opinion, who take care of them, who protect them, who provide for them. The things we are teaching and the things we are saying are not disliked by the majority. They're disliked could, by a very powerful and evil minority. And you could simply look at this. I mean, the comments under this video will probably be 100% positive. But watch the video posted by the BBC. Watch the videos posted by Vice before they turn the comment section off. Well, almost 100% of the comments are in defense of us, criticism of the mainstream media, 
telling, uh, let, letting the reporters know, because they haven't done their research, the truth of our message. The, I think last time I checked the BBC interview, I had 82,000 comments, and I couldn't find one that was against us. They can tell you we are bad people again and again and again, but nobody believes them anymore. Nobody believes them anymore, and people know the truth. Good people are here, sitting right here. And that's the problem. That's our fear. That's our remaining fear, and I'll make something very clear because I predict the future like I always have, and I'm in a very precarious and dangerous situation with my brother here because they are using their primary weapon, which is deception and lies, and it continues to fail, which makes me concerned as for what they're going to attempt to try next. All we can do is tell the truth. All we can do is encourage you to tell the truth. We do not encourage anybody to do anything violent or crazy. All we want is for people to have open and honest discourse and tell the truth about our message and stick to the truth of God. That is all we are here to do, and that's all we ask for our supporters as well. Right. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Off the topic, I know we were going to do a very serious emergency meeting. We weren't going to joke around. We weren't going to laugh around. But why on earth are you literally dressed the same as you dressed in prison? for our first emergency meeting back. <laughs> you said, wear your finest suit. I have a tie, a pocket square. <laughs> Why on earth are you wearing a pair of shorts? More, more work went into this body than your fucking suit. This is my finest suit. I got my look so good all the time. All I do is train. I'm an animal. This was supposed to be a serious emergency meeting you know what if anyone if anyone at home is wondering what what jail was like you guys what's romanian jail like yeah, let's, what, what's jail? Let's okay let's jail. talk about jail it's me sitting like this tristan sitting the same and us staring at the wall this is jail if you'd like to know how fast you'd go crazy in jail take a take, by yourself because i was by myself sometimes or with some random romanians but let's let's take the days that we had together Take a friend of yours, go to your bathroom, put all phones and electronics outside and sit in your bathroom. You're allowed one iPad, very small, at the end of the bathroom, and you could only watch television in languages you don't understand. That's what jail is like. I know people think we're going to go into jail and come out with all sorts of cool stories, but the months and months and months that we have feel compressed into nothing at all. Because there were no events to break up your day. It was... Jail was hard. I want to make something clear to everyone watching at home. The jail was actually very difficult. Well, Romanian jail is no picnic. I, I'm, I'm sure people at home can understand that Romanian jail is not a five-star resort. God blessed us with a very difficult challenge. He put us in an extremely complicated escape room, which took three months for us to eventually emerge from. I would say the day we found out we were being released was one of the best days of my life. That's absolutely not really true. Jail was extremely difficult. But like I said, with PBD, and I want to stick by this, the things that are most important in jail are physical power so that you're not bullied by anybody else and mental strength so you're not bullied by your own mind because those are your only two enemies in the world. And jail is basically like a condensed, hypersensitive version of life. If you get angry in real life, you'll get very angry in jail. If you get a little bit sad in real life, you'll get very sad in jail. Everything is condensed and pressurized. Mm -hmm. So if you have problems with your mind and problems controlling your thoughts in the real world, you're going to have huge problems in jail. If you get picked on in the real world, you're going to get really picked on in jail. It's like condensed life. So you have to make sure you have control of these things. And that's why in many ways, I guess, we've always been preparing for jail. Not because we believe we're going to go to jail, but because we understand that we always have to be the kind of people who can handle all of life's adversaries. 
and all of life's trials and tribulations, and we understand that God is going to give them to us. And when I was in jail, if depression was a real thing, I would have absolutely not been depressed. But luckily yeah. for me, I don't believe in depression, so I couldn't possibly be depressed. So all you have to do is sit there, gather your chi, do Aikido, smoke cigarettes, and watch the time go by. And we had no idea how long we were going to be in there for, but... That was the hard part. That was the hardest part. But you know what, Tristan? We're not in jail right now. We are not in jail right now. And I told you... Shake my hand. We will be jail. sitting at the emergency meeting desk one of these days, back in January, back in February, back in March, staring at those walls. And here we are. We're not in jail. And you know what? Regardless of how this plays out, how the Matrix attacks us, or whatever God's plans are for us, or what lessons he believes we need to learn, if God decides I have to go back to the dungeon and wake up with cockroaches on my face, and I respect God enough to go and do that honorably and i will pray to him just the same god decides allah is the best of planners but if he decides i have to go back to jail and i could choose one person to go jail with i would like to go to jail with you because you're an excellent jailmate and i want you to know that that as long as you and i are together i don't fear jail yeah i don't fear jail either if they send you back they better send me back they we're, a, me we're back. a team and as long as we're on the same team we're always happy so i but, want the but whole keep in mind all, all of my fans and everybody listening at the stage we're at now even i can't tell you what the evidence is against me, why they think I ran a TikTok stealing gang. I can't tell you what the ev evidence is in the file or who's saying what. I really can't. But I can tell you this. If they send me back to jail, the evidence has to be made public. So Tristan's guilty he's going to jail. If you see that on the news, your first question should be, wonderful. Now I could see what the evidence against him was. Show me. And they have to show their cards at that point. So if I go back to jail, if I don't go back to jail, as I said, I trust the Romanian justice system, but you know, th there are miscarriages in justice in, in every single country in the world. If there is a miscarriage of justice, you will all know the evidence that proved I ran a gang that stole TikTok money, even though I have hundreds of millions of dollars from friends of mine who say that we never stole from them. Absolutely. And, what's, and, and, this, and this is very important. Today, it's us. But if any of you want to live the life that you're hoping to live, if any of you want to truly be people who are free and sovereign and free of mind and free of geographical area, and you want to be able to do what you want and say what you want, and even if you're a good person and you believe in God and you help people and you donate money to charity and you do all these good things and they still don't like you, you have to understand, you're not just supporting us. You're literally protecting yourself for the future because we're getting to a level of insanity now where nobody is safe. Yeah. The BBC and Lucy with their stories literally when i sat there with lucy she said this imaginary person we've made up nine years ago said you were controlling i said who is she they said we're not going to tell you but nine years ago i was controlling to an imaginary person how can i answer that question what does that mean how does that mean yourself? does that mean nine years ago i said no you can't have a handbag i won't buy you a handbag does that make me controlling financially controlling because i wouldn't give her my money nine years ago from an imaginary person none of this is real and they can attack absolutely anybody with it no man is safe from this yeah. no man it's it's scary because yeah. if you're watching this at home going ah oh, that probably won't happen to me it will and you know what's most scary when it happens to us the world knows the world cares when it happens to you you might be sitting in that jail cell and nobody knows nobody cares nobody talks about it there's no public outcry or outrage then what then what you're gonna do yeah if i ever have a interview with the legacy media ever which i probably won't i'm gonna start sitting down with them and i'm gonna say somebody told me that you're a human trafficker and they're going to say who? I'm going to say 10 years ago, somebody alleges that you, my interviewer, Lucy, human trafficker. Lucy, you're so, a human trafficker. So now we're both alleged human traffickers. Don't call me an alleged human trafficker. You're an alleged human trafficker. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, but who said it? I don't. Anonymous name. But you. But they said 10 years ago you were controlling. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to allege that they are something because before they can hit me with you're an alleged this. And what they're going to say? Oh, well, well no. You, you, you have to make stuff up. Yes, well, you do. That's all you do is make stuff. All you do is lie. All they do is lie. And the main primary objective of the lies, you also have to understand this when they lie, because even when we had charges dropped, they said the charge was upgraded, which is insane. When they lie, what they're trying to do is convince the public you're guilty in advance so that if you get a guilty charge, everybody just accepts it. Yes. That's the whole point. It's brainwashing. But I really believe the legacy media is losing power in real time. And with places like Rumble and free speech and these things coming out, we have a chance of fighting back and breaking the matrix exactly like we said we would. We can be true to God. We can be true to ourselves. We can tell the truth. And we're going to talk in this podcast, not only about our experiences in jail, but also all the different ways you can escape the matrix and you can live a life of truth because that is not as easy to do as it used to be. No. What's your favorite story from jail? Tell me a, tell me a jail story. Do you have a jail story? Oh, I can't tell you my favorite jail story. I can't tell it here, but Why? it's hilarious. You know what? In six months from now on an emergency meeting, I will tell you the coolest jail story. It is cool, isn't it? It's pretty good. It, no, I think I think it's the coolest thing anyone has ever heard ever. But I literally can't tell you. I literally can't tell you. What about when I my my jail story? I think I've tweeted a lot of them out. I'd actually like to go through some of my tweets from jail. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to get the guys on it and start looking. When I told those guys I knew Yoga Fire near the laundry mat. Yeah, I wasn't there. I and, just, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I was just attacked. But they they don't understand that I don't lie. I'm not lying to you. You don't want the smoke you don't want it's like fire it's, it's more than smoke it's yoga fire fire you don't want the fire i'm a nice man i go through life i'm peaceful but what i've been sitting there for weeks and weeks in a dungeon gathering my chi and then you want to start a fight near near the washing machine with me must be out your fucking mind crazy let me find my jail tweets and this is when andrew talks about you know being strong being imposing being masculine nobody tried to start a fight on me I didn't run into, into the same people Andrew did. But if I walked into a room full of prisoners, they looked at me and thought, fuck, I hope that guy's not a rapist. I hope that guy's not violent. I didn't have to walk in there and think, oh, I hope these guys aren't violent. I hope these guys aren't dangerous. Because I spent years preparing for any situation. Now, did I think I was going to go to jail? No. And neither do you. But let me tell you something. Here was my method to stay out of jail. I thought, if I never commit any crimes... I won't go to jail. This is what I thought until maybe one year ago when the Matrix started attacking us in this way. And it's very sad because going back to the story that two years ago we formed an organized criminal gang to steal TikTok money. When I was 17, I didn't have any money. I could have dealt drugs in Luton. When I was 19, I didn't have any money. I could have went debt collecting for gangsters in Luton. I come from a very bad town filled with a lot of bad people. And I could have easily been a bad person. But what did I do? I stayed flat broke and dedicated myself in the kickboxing gym. I stayed flat broke and worked jobs making sandwiches with a stupid little red hat on. Jobs that a lot of people would say are humiliating. I don't think they're humiliating. I'm proud of myself for working those jobs. And I'm proud of any man out there making an honest living. I did... Everything legally my entire life until allegedly at 33 years of age and a net worth of $100 million, I began to brainwash people so I could steal insignificant amounts of money from their TikTok accounts. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, here's uh, one of my tweets from jail because I'm Mr. Producer. I'm getting it back now. I kind of forgot how to Mr. Produce. You but then got my face out. I've got to lean in. Bro, no one cares about your face, bro. Good point. No one cares. So uh, here, what does it say? It says, 
Escape is possible. I simply close my eyes. It's very interesting what life without electronics will do to you for 93 days. And it was only 93 days. We didn't have a phone. We didn't touch a computer or any of these things. And we're making a joke and making it all lighthearted now. But truthfully, it has a very diff- it has a very profound effect on your mind. And I promised when I left jail that I'd retain some of the lessons and retain some of the gratefulness and also retain my ability to truly imagine again. You can't imagine anymore. Your brain's been attacked and destroyed by TikTok and the internet. You can't imagine, but when you're in a jail cell in the perfect silence, you can imagine completely and utterly in the dark, in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. That's when you can imagine again. And what's actually most upsetting and disappointing to me is that since I've left jail, despite my dedication towards retaining this ability, it's nearly impossible to truly use my imagination once again. Once you have electronics and devices and women are messaging you and all this garbage is happening in your life, you lose your ability to imagine. And it's a shame because it's a superpower. We talk about manifestation in and of itself, but I think imagining things, you can obtain the results. Now I'm going to say something like I always say with basically no scientific evidence, but I know I'm never wrong about anything. So I'm just going to say it. Nice. Dr. Andrew, Dr. Andrew, if you imagine something truly and fully, if you truly completely imagine it to a degree, your body will react to it. Let me give you an example. If you truly imagined yourself at war day after day, you imagined yourself under attack, defeating the matrix agents, your top G you're walking through life. The agents are coming. You're doing Aikido and you're destroying them. And you're the most powerful man in the world. If you truly imagine that and felt it in your mind to the point where you thought you were there and you felt it in your body, I would guarantee you after X amount of time, you would have a higher testosterone level and your muscles would be stronger than if you didn't. I will guarantee you that. Now, someone's going to come along and say, Andrew just made that up. I don't care if I just made it up because that's what I do. That's what I did in jail. I imagined and gathered my chi and I became stronger than I've ever been. If you truly believe it in your mind, then your body will react. What does Morpheus say? The body cannot live without the mind. They're absolutely and utterly linked. That's one of my first jail tweets. Let me find another one. I'll touch briefly on that. I was cornered by some journalists on my way to the courthouse the other day. And they said, are you happy, Tristan? I said, yes. He goes, ha ha, were you happy in jail? I said, yes. He goes, happy in jail, why? I said, because only my body was in prison, but my mind wasn't. And what I meant by that, to, uh, to extrapolate a little for everybody listening here, I look at some people. When I was in prison, I thought of some people. I thought of what the people who were doing this to me looked like. I can imagine them. Fat, out of shape, out of breath all the time, unhappy, small house, ungrateful, uh, ungrateful, unattractive wife, doesn't respect himself, doesn't respect his family, kids who probably hate him. And I thought that guy, these people, and a few names spring to mind of, of people who I hate from the past, are far more in jail than I have ever been. These people sitting on their Ryanair flights with three masks on, are more in jail than I have ever been with a bloodstream filled with mRNA vaccine. They are more in prison than I have ever been. You can lock my physical body away, sure, but in my mind, I am free. It's true. These people are absolutely not controlled. Most of our detractors are controlled by what they see on the news, and they don't even have any interest in finding out the truth. It's amazing to me. I'm the most famous, most Googled man on the planet, right? I'm the most Googled man on the planet, and image and videos of me are being presented out of context. And every single time I do a podcast, I say, that's shown out of context. And you'd think that the people who imagine to get 
who managed to get emotionally affected by me, who managed to get annoyed by me. So they obviously have an emotional interest. They have a vested interest in who I am as a person. They don't even sit and think, well, I've seen this guy everywhere. He's super famous. I'm mad at him now. I have an emotional interest in this subject. He's saying it's out of context. Let me watch the longer version. No, they just sit there and go, well, I don't even want to know the longer version. BBC told me, Lucy told me their minds are in jail. They are com- they're in prison in their brains. They can't even think outside of what they see on the fucking TV screen. I am freer in a prison cell than these people will ever, ever be. Every I- night I dream of freedom. And then I open my eyes and I'm in the same familiar jail cell. I take a few minutes to swallow my disappointment and begin my morning push-ups. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up somewhere else. I've not lost hope. <coughs> tomorrow has come. And I do wake up somewhere else, but this is important, especially if you are at home and you're not le- not yet as successful as you want to be. If you don't have your life in exactly the place you want it, if you still feel trapped, whether it's financially or some other way, you wake up and you must be dreaming of freedom. But when your eyes open after the disappointment, swallow the disappointment, take a minute and look around you and say, I deserve more than this. But then what's the important point? Begin my morning push-ups. You must begin to work instantly. I did not miss a single day of training in that jail cell. I had no access to a gym. I had no access to any kind of workout equipment. It was just me in a jail cell with you with bottles of water, two liter bottles of water, holding them out as long as I could hold them out for. And then that dropped to the ground. And I wait a few seconds and I do it again. Endless push-ups. We had the time. That's all we had is the time and the will in your mind. I never missed a day of training. Not a single day. I didn't sit and say, I'm too depressed. I'm too sad. It's too cold in this freezing cell. We were arrested enough food. We were arrested in December. I didn't eat enough because it's Ramadan. No excuses. Every single day we trained. We woke up disappointed. We swallowed the disappointment and we got the training every single day. If we could excuse if we could train in a freezing cold jail cell in Romania, the cockroaches all around us with un with no idea when we're gonna be allowed freedom once again. You can train in a nice gym. An air-conditioned gym in California. What is your excuse? Yeah, what is your excuse? Absolutely insane. Right. Now, speaking of the BBC, there's two things I want to cover. I've actually got these questions written down, and you don't know okay. about them. Talking about the British legacy media, how long do you think Philip Schofield's going to jail for? And his friends, I mean, Ralph Harrison, Jimmy Savile are dead. But uh, how long is Schofield going to jail for? And how did the BBC treat them? It's actually quite incredible. Because... I'm a mentally resilient person. I am the top G. But the level of assault that they have hit me with is enough to damage the mentality of nearly any man on earth. Not many men are equipped to deal with endless, hateful slander slander day after day on every matrix medium. Delete all your social medias. Delete all your bank accounts. Attack you from every angle. Accuse you of heinous crimes. Print your face next to negative words day after day after day. And then when someone else who does it, someone who sold their soul to the matrix does something actually wrong when you've done nothing wrong, they treat him with kid gloves and they give him sympathy and they get rid of the story in two days. You're either part of the club or you're not. And if you're part of the club, they protect you. You must sell your sanity and sell your soul and sell your mind and you can be protected. If you want to tell the truth, they will come for you and they will attempt to hurt you. And that's what's so important about all of this. Anybody who is watching our story and says, yeah, those guys are guilty. 
They are completely matrix-minded. They don't understand anything about how the world works. Yeah, well, what were you doing in jail if you weren't guilty? What? What kind of statement is that? They, can, they could convict me and I'm still not guilty. I will never, ever, and I'm telling you this, my friends, not about this case, but about my previous life, as long as I live for the next 50 years while I am on this planet, no compelling evidence that I've ever harmed anyone is going to come to light. I have no skeletons in my closet. I am not the things they have labeled me as. I find it deeply offensive. I have a daughter. Let me tell you a story. I don't blame the other parents in our neighborhood for not letting their kids play with my daughter. Because if somebody was labeled a human trafficker, I wouldn't want my kids near their house either. But my kids now aren't allowed friends. My mother is sad. She hasn't seen me in seven or eight months' time. Me and Andrew have iron minds, but not everyone around us does. The list of victims in this, including my beautiful personal assistant and her friend, is in the hundreds. The hundreds. Me and Andrew are mentally resilient and mentally strong. But how would your mother react with you being thrown in jail for no reason? There are people in my life who have been hurt worse than me. And it upsets me. It really genuinely upsets me. I'm upset for them. I'm not upset I was in jail. I'm upset my mom is crying. That's the crime. Absolutely. Guys, I put a tweet up here while I was in jail saying that it's time for me to write my book. And before we get into the details on what I'm going to write and when it can be written... I want you to understand that there's certain things we can say to the public and there's certain things we can say on mediums of uh, information distribution that we control. So I want to encourage absolutely everybody to sign up to our newsletter because our newsletter is going to have some more information coming shortly in less than 24 hours after this emergency meeting. In fact, I think I have something nice and fancy to show you guys. Real updates. Yeah, we're going to have real updates on the newsletter. You can get to the newsletter on CobraTape.com. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can Mr. Producer this. Mr. Producer that is not a that's a verb. It's not. To Mr. Producer something. To Mr. Producer something is not a, a verb. And you know, someone's going to add it to Urban Dictionary. You know what it means. DNG's an Urban Dictionary already. <laughs> your mate. He's your mate, bro. Oh, he's your mate. He's not my mate. I didn't buy him here. He's, he's your mate. Let's try it. Speaking of mates. Pow! Look at that. Beautiful. Cool. Speaking of mates. I think, mean cool. You're not even impressed. I think you've got a new love interest, Andrew. Who's that girl? Do you remember I had that girl who kept coming to court and screaming, I love you? It made it onto the news a few times. You've got one now. I've who's, got that, who's that girl that waits outside the police station, our house, hoping to catch a glimpse? Oh, the yeah. The girl, loves. like my number that one girl fan. loves you. Yeah, her, your number one fan. And she'll spend hours and hours waiting in the cold just for a chance to, like, talk to me. Yeah. What's her name again? Yeah, let me uh, let me see. I don't know. But she she is definitely a huge supporter of mine. Oh, massive. Bro. Let me see if I can find it. Producer it. Give me yeah. two minutes. Okay, we're going to talk about Andrew's number one fan in a minute. Give me two minutes, I'll find it. Are we going to talk about, in this emergency meeting, because it's not on my list, how much money you've spent since we've been in jail? What do you since, mean? since we've been on house arrest. What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean? What money? We won't mention that. I haven't done any money. I haven't got any money. They okay. took all my money. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Why are you so obsessed with me? obsessed with me 
my number one fan, never lets me down. Whenever I leave the house, which is very rarely nowadays, she's always waiting for me. Even always. if she has to wait hours and hours in the cold, even if she has to wait in the rain, she's always there to show me support. It's actually quite beautiful, isn't it? To know that someone's obsessed and dedicated and loyal to you. Gentlemen, if you can find a woman like that in the world, wife her up. Don't lose her. Don't lose her. And that's actually a good point. You have to understand, guys, think of everything you've done since Christmas. Me and Tristan have not left a jail cell or our house since Christmas. We've been stuck in a jail cell or our house since Christmas. But it's fine. It's given us lots of thinking time. And that's the, that's the big separation in the world today. You have people who think and people who do not think anymore. When you think, you see information and you process it and you come to your own conclusions based on your own life experiences and perhaps other inputs or other opinions from people around you. You actually consider ideas and consider opinions and think and decipher them. But when you don't think, you just listen to whatever you are told and you repeat it. And that's what we have. We no longer have a society with two different people, two different groups of people thinking in two different ways. You have a group of people who are thinking and a group of people who are repeating. It's very different to repeat information and to think about information. And that's actually what's truly scary when you understand that your detractors have no interest in the truth. We can sit and show endless evidence that we're completely innocent. They don't care. They're going to repeat what they're told to repeat. They do not think they repeat. Even when the Romanian justice system gets their uh, gets to grips with this and it is dismissed and I do walk free, I will be called a human trafficker for the rest of my life. Irregardless of how unlikely it is that people like me and you would ever human traffic anybody for the rest of my life. And I'm fine with that because if somebody ever says that to me, I know there's somebody who doesn't think. Absolutely. I've gone back at things we were doing exactly a year ago because we've been locked in this house. I did not know that that segment of the show was coming. So let's what, look what at- What were we doing this time last year? These are some of the videos I was playing when everything was Matrix attacking us. This is some of the things we were doing this time last year. And now we've been stuck in our house. This is what we were doing last year. Remember this? Not bad. We were in Cannes in that villa with the beautiful pool overlooking the village for Cannes it Film does Festival. Look a bit more fun than jail. I'll, I'll give you that. That we were doing that, which was kind of nice. And then the Bugatti video, which I've already played at the beginning of this, but that was last year around this time. Let's let's show the world what we were doing this time last year. We were doing this. This was me signing the papers for my second Bugatti, which actually turned out to be my Rimac, because I bought a Rimac. And you know, gentlemen, this is a life lesson. When I say you have to go out and live, when I say you have to squeeze every drop of juice from the orange that is life, when I say you have to take the bad with the good, you have to go out and find adventure, do things that are meaningful. I was in jail with some people, some real criminals who were really guilty, and they were looking at very, very long sentences, older than me, 40 years old, 45 years old, 35 years old, and they were staring down the barrel of 15 plus years. Now, they were in jail, crying, upset, mental breakdowns. People try to kill themselves in jail. Every jail in the world. I'm not criticizing the, the, the Romanian jail. But I have all of these lived experiences. I can sit and meditate and recreate experiences that most men couldn't even dream of. Most men's wildest dreams and wildest fantasies are not even 10% of some of the weekends or weeks or months of my life that I have lived. So that's what helped keep me sane in jail as well, I have to tell you. Do you remember what, exactly what you're doing on this day last year to this day at this time? No, was I in jail? No, no, this, the last year exactly at this day at this time. You don't remember? Oh my God. Why do you have to butcher our first emergency meeting back with your dumb shit? This isn't me. It's never been me. We have so many new viewers. 
that most people won't even get this joke. Most people won't even ever understand exactly what this is. Wait, no, you're not Mr. Pootsery. This is not, this is not fucking. This was you exactly one year ago today. I want everyone to know this is what Chris was doing before he was hit by this major CGI animation. Very few people watching will get that joke because I think the episode in which we streamed this had about 100,000 or 90,000 viewers. We have four times over that because you defeated the major. You know the scariest thing about this clip I'm playing right now? Go on. And they raided our house all of our other clients, including our entire podcast studio. Yeah. We the studio. Means I didn't have this on a computer. I had to find it today. You know how long it took to find this? Uh, I, had to type, I had to type in "unicorn head naked man be gay" on purpose. Every single minute. It took me hours to find this. Oh, to find the clip oh. of to find the clip of you took me forever, but I found it. So the audience could know exactly what you're doing on this day last year. So uh, you must admit that, that was some dedication on my behalf. I will give you that. Thank you. That that is dedication. Thank you. It wasn't easy. You know what you're doing this time last year? Uh, well, <laughs> you don't have Mr. Producer powers. I'm not scared of you. I don't. I don't have Mr. Producer powers. You're completely correct. No, no. This, 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 no, this was actually yeah, a couple days. Deal. This Thank is different. We have a kid from the general. Yeah. Wouldn't take off. Remember Perfect. planes, Tristan? Remember well, cars? Like, How long have you been since you've driven a car? Like, Six months? Seven months? Yeah, a, a, long a long while. A long while. It's amazing the things you miss. Crazy. Truly crazy. But we have to be happy, and we are happy, and we promise we'd be happy when we get out of jail, and we're very happy, and we believe that we're going to beat this in the end, and we have no problems against Romania or the Romanian judicial system. We just have a uh, process which we must complete. Yes. And, and the Romanian judicial system, to be fair, it works slowly. They have a lot of criminals. They're very tough on crime. It's very safe here. I'll give them that. It's a very, very safe country. So things work a little slower than innocent men may like, but there are a bunch of men sitting in jail or house arrest waiting for trials who are completely guilty. So, you know, they're getting through their workload and, and they'll eventually they'll eventually do it. Let's read some of these super chats. Ah, uh, super chats. Okay. I've got them here. Welcome back, Kings from 98. Thank you very much. And uh we'll speak. He's in the war room, so we'll be speaking after this live broadcast. Appreciate that. Five hundred dollar super chat. Welcome back. We stand by you. In fact, every single super chat that comes today. All of them are getting dedicated to Tate Pledge, every single one of them. And if anyone doesn't know what Tate Pledge is, we donate over $25 million a year to charity. It's truly insane. These people who are out to get us don't help anybody, don't donate any money to charity, don't have any interest in trying to fix the world. Well, All we're trying to do is literally save Earth. Well, the, beh the behind the scenes Patrick Bet David clip off my house when he came into the room, he said, well, what is all this? And I had all that emergency foods. I was like, yeah, I keep running them up to the border of Ukraine. And he was like, well, what do you think about the Ukraine-Russia war? I said, no, no, no. The politics aren't important. What I think isn't important. What's important are, is there are women and children coming across the border with no food and no clothes. Absolutely. So I'm going to help. And he found all that. And he says, how come this hasn't been publicized? I'm like, publicized? I mean, it was all over my Instagram, which got deleted. But do you think the BBC, Vice, are going to publicize me personally driving seven-hour round trips up to the border? to hand out food and clothes for women and children? No. And what makes me more sick is when people like the BBC say, you know, your charity activities have really taken off since you got out of jail. Before the accusation was even made, uh, we helped finance a home for orphans and women who are victims of violence. Ironic. Women who are victims of violence have a home to go to because me and you built that building way before these accusations were made. I can't even publicize that now because I'll be like, well, you know, two years ago, because you were human trafficking, you're probably doing it to cover up your own. It's garbage. Like, Let me show everyone. I'm going to show everyone tape pledge and show everyone the fantastic work we're doing around the world. Please. I always felt a bit embarrassed to tell people about the charity I do, because when I do charity, I think it should be from the heart, not for likes. But I understand now that all of the media is saying I'm a bad guy. 
And I'm not even telling the world all the good I do because I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you should just give from the goodness of your heart, not for attention. But that's unfair for people to be saying I'm a bad person when I run a shelter for dogs in Romania because of the stray dog problem. Because of the fact that I just recently rebuilt an entire orphanage because there's an orphanage problem in Romania. There'll be a plaque called the Tate Orphanage on this orphanage. And you can see here messages of thank yous from the children and the woman who's running it. I did this months ago before anybody disliked me. I didn't even tell anybody. I have a charity which I own, which takes care of street dogs in Romania. So I rescue dogs. Tristan, we're not in jail. We're not in jail, bro. Come on, we're not in jail. We said we we said when we get out of jail, we shake hands every day. We're not in jail. We're not in jail. We shook hands every day. We saw each other in jail. But, but the war is just beginning, and I want to. I know this is the first emergency meeting. We have a lot to talk about. I know everybody wants all the juicy details, etc. They are going to come. But I want everyone to understand that I super genuinely appreciate all of the support. And I want to say something now because a lot of the people who support me say, "But he hasn't been charged. He hasn't been charged." I agree with you. I haven't been charged, but I do believe if I had to predict the future that they will charge me. And the reason they're going to charge me is not because there's any evidence or because I'm guilty, but because such a big song and dance has been made. It can't just drop it now. So this, this battle has just begun. I believe it's going to go all the way to the end. We're going to fight tooth and nail all the way to the end. So when you're supporting me, don't support me saying he hasn't been charged. Support me saying we don't see any evidence of any crime. There's no evidence. And that's what's most important, regardless yeah. whether you're charged or not, because yeah. Different legal systems are different, and there are certain countries you can charge with very little evidence at all. So it's it's an unfortunate situation you're in, but we have to gather our chi and prepare for battle. And I want everyone to know that your thoughts and prayers are very much appreciated and that we are here telling you the absolute truth and that God will win in the end and truth will win in the end. And we truly believe that in the end we will be vindicated because we don't hurt anybody. We have no reason to hurt anybody. We have no motivation to hurt anybody. Especially to the people of Romania, because I, I, I want to stress one more time. I understand that the Romanian the country of Romania, the people of Romania are victims in this almost as much as me and you are. I understand it looks bad when the BBC say, oh, they moved to Romania to human traffic as, is, although the, as though this is a place to human traffic people, what the world's most Christian country, one of the safest countries in Europe, a place to human traffic people. That reflects very badly. Um, when they say, oh, you know, they threw him in jail for no reason. This would have happened in any country I was in. It would have happened in any country where Andrew decides to open his big mouth and tell the truth about the world. So we just so happen to live here. So I understand. I want to especially thank 
my fans and supporters from this great country of Romania, because this is my home. This is your home. We want the best for this place. And we do not want this to reflect badly on the country. And when this is over, and it will be over one day, I swear by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to do everything within my power and within my influence to help repair the reputational damage that this country has suffered. Absolutely. And and yeah, it, it's kind of scary that you say that because you're right. We've reached a level now where almost nowhere is safe for us. And yes. I also, while I'm predicting the future, which is exactly what I do, and I want people at home to understand when I predict the future, that shows that they're lying. If I can predict the future accurately, yeah. like I've been doing this entire time, that shows that they're going to lie. So I believe that this matrix attack has just begun. I believe it's going to go tooth and nail all to the end. And I believe if it fails that other countries will attempt to matrix attack us. That's what I believe. We've now reached that stage and we have to make a decision in our hearts, Tristan, if we want to just disappear and be rich and not help anybody and not tell the truth anymore. Or if we want to sit here and continue to do podcasts and genuinely try and inspire and help the youth. I'm not going anywhere. We have to make a decision. But Tristan, we can just disappear. We can just be rich and we yes. can just go away and we don't have to talk anymore. Why don't we just do that? I refuse to live as a coward. I refuse to live without purpose. The movement that you've started and the, the letters I get from mothers saying, wow, my sons are now getting in shape. They're not playing video games. I haven't caught them on porn. The letters I'm getting from wives saying my husband is more produ uh, more productive, more protective. He loves us more. He cares about us more. The letter, I can't just stop doing that because they want to tell lies about me. What, tell people that I steal TikTok money? For, uh, unbelievable stories. And in fact, I'll get to another point. Yes, right now I'm in Romania. There are many countries in the world that I love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Croatia as an example. I absolutely love Croatia. I love it. Now, I don't know exactly what well, I do. I can't say exactly who's attacking me and why. I can't say that. And I probably will never say that. But let me tell you something. If you are a member of the Croatian parliament, the Croatian police force, the Croatian um government when you get emails if i'm hanging out in croatia saying these guys are doing something illegal in your country go and arrest them just don't do it and don't believe it because they will slander your country to slander me there are many countries across the world that i love if i am in saudi arabia and a member of the saudi government gets an email from my attackers i know who they are saying these guys are human trafficking in saudi arabia and they print it on the bbc people of saudi arabia know People of Italy, people of Croatia, I love your countries. I respect the laws of every country I have ever gone to. Please, for the love of God, nip this in the bud. Please, for the love of God, look at what has happened here and do your best to make sure your country doesn't suffer the reputational damage that Romania has suffered. Say, how do you know this and why? Show us the evidence. Check that it's not AI deep fakes or made up conversations and then just tell them to get lost because everybody loses besides my attackers. They hide isolated behind their golden walls up in their ivory towers, sending emails and requests around the world, telling good people from good countries that bad things are happening there because of me making your countries look bad, making us look bad. Give them the finger. Tell them where to stick it next time they try this, because there are so many countries in the world that I adore and I swear on my children's lives, I will never do anything illegal in any of these countries, just as I've never done anything illegal here. So be prepared for it because I know a lot of important people watch these podcasts. I know. Be prepared for it if I ever step foot in your country to be ordered to attack me from an outside source.
Don't do it without reason. But if I do something illegal, please lock me in jail. But Tristan, means. why don't we just be quiet and disappear? This is what I'm saying. Tristan, we can just give up and just quit and we can just go away and we can just live our lives and we don't have to be scared of going to jail for no reason. Maybe we should just do that. Maybe we should just be cowards and give up. There are lots of things we could do. But what are you going to do? It's not us to be cowards, is it? It's not the take way. I've never been a fucking coward. We never have. Never will be. TMTJ. Right. One more super chat here I'm going to read out. Andrew and Tristan, I want to thank you both for inspiring me and millions of other men. I'll pass on your message to my own two sons. That's fantastic to hear. I love that because the children of the future. Absolutely. I'll pray for them. The Khan name will be honored and respected as it absolutely not really should. Of course it should. Thank all you. these super chats are going to be dedicated to take pledge. Like I said, all this money is going directly to feeding people all around the world. In fact, I'll make sure we make a specific video for the next emergency meeting showing exactly where the money went and who exactly was fed. I'll be a great leading organization to fight against evil. See you soon. Thank you very much. And a lot of people who are wondering how to support us, you just have to support us by telling the truth and be nice to people. I want you to be nice. If you're a Tate fan, I want the entire world to see you as a nice person. When you say, when people say, why are you so nice? Why are you dressed so well? Like Andrew Tate dresses. Unlike Tristan. Why are you so well dressed? Why are you so polite? Why are you so intelligent? Why are you so courteous? Why are you so strong? Why do you train so hard? Why do you give so much money to charity? Why do you help people? I want you to say, because I am a fan of Andrew Tate and I believe that if you do good for the world, the world does good for you. And God as a whole is watching every single one of us. And if you do good things, he ensures that good things come back to you. I absolutely guarantee you. I promise it. Even though I went to a jail cell and sat there for 93 days, I know that in the end, if you do good things, God is going to reward you. I absolutely not only know that. So a lot of people, Andrew, don't know. Well, in fact, most people know who you are. Everyone in the world knows who you are. You're the famous one. I'm just the guy who has to go to jail because of you. But you being the famous one, everyone knows who you are. And since your imprisonment, more people know who you are. A lot of people don't know where you come from. So although this is going to be a familiar story to maybe 10, 20, 30,000 of you watching, there are a lot of new faces. There are a lot of new people tuned into our podcast. I want people to know exactly who Andrew Tate is, where he's from, and that will tell you exactly why they're trying to do this to us. So, Andrew, tell us about your past. Tell us about you growing up. Tell us about your story. Where are you from? Who is Andrew Tate? Yeah, Andrew Tate is a man who grew up uh, in America till he was around 10, and then he moved to England in a council estate. Homeless shelter first. Homeless shelter, then moved to a council estate where only our mother raised us. We're from a single parent household in the council estate in Luton in England. We came from the absolute bottom income bracket that possibly exists. And now we're in the top income bracket that can possibly exist. And we've gone through every single income bracket and all the different echelons of life and learned many lessons along the way. And we've inspired many people along the way. And one of the things we preach and teach to people as a whole is not only mental rigidity, but we also explain that it's very difficult to explain escape the matrix if you don't have any money and that making money is exceptionally important it's not just important to be greedy and buy a lamborghini it's important because you're not allowed a free thought you're not allowed a free mind if you don't have money in fact i have a video that explains this perfectly let me try and find the video and explain that please and while you're saying that i'll say do you really believe that when the british government spends money funds anti-andrew tate programming in schools during world war ii you were allowed to talk about hitler in school. You're allowed to talk about the leaders of Argentina during the Falkland Wars in school. You're allowed to talk about serial killers and terrorists in school when they appear. School shooters. You could talk about these people. The British government is funding school programs to make sure kids are not allowed to talk about Andrew Tate. Do you think that's because you're a mixed race kid from the council, from the council estates? 
from the hood who grew up to be rich and successful, who doesn't necessarily believe in the prescribed paths that schools are telling you to go down? Or do you think it's because you once said that men are better drivers than women eight years ago? What, what, no, let me ask you at home. Why do you think it is? No, if you're at school, you can get suspended, expelled, and punished for talking about Andrew Tate. It's because he once said eight years ago that men are better drivers. Or does it make more sense that this guy is from the working class? He's a working class man, and we want the working class working. We want them running the factories, down in the coal mines. We don't want them up here drinking Louis Thirteenth cognac and expensive cigars and seeing the world from our point of view, realizing how things really work, realizing how money really works, being truly free. That's why you shouldn't talk about Andrew Tate. You just decide in your own mind why you think it is that the British government is censoring the greatest rags to riches homeless shelter to multi-multi-millionaire story that has ever come out of a British council estate, arguably. Why are they censoring it? Well, maybe, the, maybe this video will give some context. Let's listen very carefully to the words of the worker. Listen to what the worker says here. It's very, very important. Oh, this video actually saddens me because to see the flag of Great Britain on the floor like this, at the end of the day, I'm half English. I grew up in England, and part of me is extremely patriotic. And although the English thing. government's out to get me, and although their matrix attacking me, and although they're lying about me, part of me will always be English. And it's very sad what's happened to the UK as a whole. Look at this video and listen to the worker. It's very important what he says. Please listen. You're taking the wrong fucking flag down, mate. I don't know that. At least you know that. A proud, patriotic British man walks past the worker and says, You're tearing down the wrong flag, mate. And he says, You think I don't know that? But he has to pay the bills. They want the working class working. He has to pay the bills. All he can do is do what the Matrix wants him to do. Because if he refuses, he loses his job and his kids can't eat. And then guess what? They get the next worker. Someone will do it. Not everyone's going to lose their job. Someone's going to go and change the flags. They don't want that working class man rich and successful enough to buy his own business and fly his own flag and tell him to fuck off with their propaganda. He does. They don't want him free enough to say, I'm allowed a point of view. And in my point of view, putting the British flag on the floor... Throwing it on the ground in the dirt is disgusting. I don't think I should be doing this. No, you're not allowed to do that. You need to rely on their money because if you need their wage to eat, it's very difficult to have an opinion. That's one of the main reasons they don't like what we do, Tristan, because not only are we a rags to riches story, but we also teach people how to escape the matrix. We say things that actually work. Mm. If, I, if we were scammers, if we were crypto scammers, if we sold some bullshit energy drink full of sugar to children, if, if we, we promoted were, gambling, if we promoted gambling like everyone does on these other stupid stream sites, if we did things which were degenerate and hurting people, they wouldn't be out to get us. But as soon as we sit and say to people, we'll teach you how to be financially free enough to have an opinion, to be able to sit and resist helping the matrix purport propaganda on the citizens around you, that's when they attack you. They attack you when you try to help people. That's what's scary. I'm going to play that video again. I want everybody to listen to what the worker says. He says, do you think I don't know that? He is genuinely hurt in his heart to do his job, but what choice does he have? God bless that man. You're taking the wrong fucking flag down, mate. 
At least you know that. It would be so easy for us to just sell a shit coin or oh. sell some junk and we would not have any matrix attacks. Hey, All what? of this is coming because kids are getting kids are getting kicked out of school because they're making money with Hustlers University. They join Hustlers University, make more money than their teacher and their teacher saying, well, I'm going to suspend you then. Why? Because why? Because you can retire your mother because you can help your family because you can buy a nice car. Nah. No, because when you have money, you don't listen to them. Now you promote Hustlers University, but there was a conspiracy theory that Hustlers University taught people how to human traffic. It's an app that hundreds of thousands of people use. There's no, no evidence of this. It's apparently an app that teaches people how to human traffic. And you believe this? I made a, tr I made an app that teaches people how to commit the most detestable crime almost in the world. And it's been thriving forever and we promote it. It can't be believed by a thinking person. It simply cannot believe, be believed. They don't want you free. If you're a man and you're watching this, please understand that there are ideal scenarios that every single man needs to wage. Every single man is afraid to talk back. Every single man is afraid to have an opinion. He pays the taxes. He shuts up. He goes home. His wife barely respects him. His kids don't talk to him. His kids only listen to what they're told in school. They're completely programmed and you're not allowed to say anything. And if they tell you to do something, you must do it and you must comply or you cannot eat. That is what they want. And when you teach freedom of mind, as we do, we must also teach financial freedom. Please understand, Tristan and I are not stupid people. We've sat around and discussed this at length. There is no point in us telling you how to be my mentally free if you're not financially free. Because if you're not financially free, but your mind is free, do you know what happens? You lose it. You would lose your mind yes. if your mind was free, but you were not allowed to talk. If you still had to go along with the matrix controlled agendas, that is absolutely not really destructive to the human mind, psyche, and soul. The reason we teach you to be financially free is so that you can say what you think and because it works, that is why they attack us. That's why they don't just attack us. They attack everyone around us. They attack Hustlers University. They attack everything they can. Everyone who follows us. Everyone who you. follows us who gets attacked. They attack anybody and everything they can because they know what we do works. And that's the scary part about it. If we were selling garbage, if we were lying to you, if we were pumping crypto coins, if we were selling shitty energy drinks and gambling and bullshit, like every other influencer, none of this would be happening to us. But the fact that we actually free and help people is the reason this happens to us. Hustlers University. Hustlers University. Hustlers University 4.0 is an online university helping people like you make money online. I started December 16th and I reached 10K within January. And I got another client just last month. That's what took me to 5K. I've taken 14,000, made 52,000 out of it. You are taught by a millionaire that answers your questions. They give you everything on a silver platter. It may be impossible to not make money if you follow what they say. It's a community. People that are there for you to help each other. We're all in there for one thing and that's the main thing. Building your own business is very much like playing a video game. I'm addicted to it. I can work comfortably out of my laptop and travel across the world. You can learn 18 ways to make money online that I never even knew existed before joining. When you join, it's so straightforward. It's so streamlined. Business is money in. I've made 5k this month from just joining. That's fucking crazy. I made 4k in my first month after three weeks, and I already made my money back. Before joining, I was going to high school. I made 2,000 dollars in two weeks at 15. How much are you making per month now? 7, 12k, depending on the month. Shattered my world view completely.
goal was to match my nine to five income. I shattered that by five times. There's just way too much money to be made here. It's what allowed me to quit my job. You are finally in the right place at the right time. You are the only person who can make this work and you're also the only person who can fuck this up. I say this all the time. Hustle University is the greatest thing that exists on the face of the planet for people who are trying to escape the matrix. I will show you how, but you still have to do the work. And if you only exist amongst the money, you're going to end up with some money. Welcome to Hustle University. So one of the main things I've been trying to clear up on this podcast is Romania. I've been trying to clear this up, saying the Matrix would have, would have attacked me in every single other country. And I hope after this broadcast goes out, I get no more messages about Romania attacking me and Romania doing something wrong, because this could have happened anywhere. You know what? I'm glad it was Romania. I'm glad it was Romania because the Romanian people, from the judges to the police to the common citizen, share my values. They're good Christian people who want to do good things. And I trust Romania. It reminds me of a scene. There's a movie I liked called Road to Perdition. It's a movie about a man and his son. The man, Tom Hanks, is in the mafia. And there's a guy who raises him almost like a father, a big mafia boss. And some of you who have seen the movie will probably know this scene. But this big mafia boss of all the people who want to kill him, he knows the world is out to get him. He knows at any time he's going to get shot, he's going to get killed. That's the life that he's living as a criminal. Now, he's walking to his car one day after betraying Tom Hanks, the main character, and machine gun fire starts spewing out of nowhere. Look up this scene if you have time. And all of his guards are taken out. He sees his driver is dead. He's locked out of his car. And Tom Hanks approaches him in the rain and aims this Tommy gun at this mafia boss. And the mafia boss's last words, he stares him straight in the eye and he says, I'm glad it's you. And Tom Hanks pulls the trigger. I'm glad this trigger, which has nothing to do with this country, was pulled by Romania. Because now it's the Romanians who will deal with the situation. And I trust the Romanians. Absolutely. And talking about support, I've got another video here that I wanted to play about the kind of support we're getting, and especially from women around the world. Let's play this one here. But let's start off by saying Andrew Tate would actually fall into the category of being a high value man because he's good looking, he's successful, he's in shape. I believe a lot of the stuff that he says is very positive. It's very much about looking into, you know, self-reflection. To me, Andrew Tate was one man who stood up for what he believed in. As he mentions in his final message, his most viewed video was how to fight depression. He's empowering young men to take personal responsibility uh, over their mental health, over their physical health, how to become a better know. man. Andrew has never hurt anybody. He tells the truth, and the truth is we are living in a society that wants to demasculate men, and everything that he teaches is to empower men. I was lucky enough to have met this man, and I can say that the person that I was to all the men out there as well. You look to yourself and the true dog. Exactly as I expected. Women will respect you for that. Protect women, provide for women, take care of women. I can say no with confidence. These guys are not. They're never going to hate you for that. Don't listen to the matrix. Don't become a feminist. Don't become a cop. He's such a nice man, and he's very generous. He called all the women you know. He called her saying that I'm a victim. When I am not, I'm making a public request for the to remove me as a victim from the case Neither me nor Beatrice are victims in this case. Tell the truth about me. I respect every single one of you. Thank you for that.
Absolutely. And sometimes when you're true to yourself, it may seem like the matrix is trying to convince you that if you're a weak little cock and you're a feminist and you're a little coward that women don't like you more. No, women respect men who stick by their principles and their beliefs. And the principles and beliefs of a man are always to do what he is supposed to do, regardless of how he feels. You must train when you don't feel like training. You must protect when you don't feel like protecting. You must be a good man. And when you're actually a truly good man and a high value man, this is something I absolutely realized in jail. What did I say to you? I think we were in jail about two months. It was one of the harder days. It was during Ramadan. I lost 30% of my food to cockroaches. The hard days. The hard days. And unfortunately, I had one meal a day, but the meal came during the sunshine. So I had to try and protect my food from infestation until the sun went down. And I remember losing most of the food for the day. And I was particularly upset because I had trained so hard. My muscles were aching and I couldn't get any food. I was only eating once a day. Once a day. And I said to you, I said, Tristan, I have no problem suffering if the people I love are not suffering. My children are taken care of. The women I love are taken care of. My mother is taken care of. Everybody around me is fine. Even if they've removed me from my life and locked me in a jail cell, everybody I love is taken care of, is taken care of and is protected and is living good. I must suffer because I am a man. I am the head of my empire. I'm the head of the clan. Of course, I will suffer, but the people I love are not suffering. This is what God has bestowed upon important men since the beginning of time. Not just important men, all men. The men in the Titanic as the boat was going down, about to be sucked into the icy cold water. Some of the last thoughts in those men's head, I know, I know, was at least I saw my daughter and my wife get on that boat. Absolutely. I'm happy to plunge into this ice cold water because there they are on that boat away from danger everyone we love and everyone in the world who we care about was taken care of and i said andrew would you rather us both be at liberty but someone else in our life suffer mum suffer our kids suffer the Never. mothers of our children Never. suffer no i'm glad it was me i'm glad i was the one who was suffering and everyone else was okay because that's what being a man means when you're a man, absolutely, you're right. It is our job to suffer so the people around us do not suffer. And that's why if you're a man and you're waking up every day and you're not trying your very best to be important or upgrade yourself or upgrade your character or you're lacking motivation, then you have a serious problem because it is your job to be capable of dealing with the insurmountable pressure which God is going to put upon you so that when you suffer, everyone around you does well. Our lives are set up that even if they throw us in a dungeon today, everybody we love will be okay forever. And that is what's most important. That's the most important thing. That's success. And that was absolute comforting. That was absolutely comforting in jail when we discussed that and we said, everyone we love is okay. You and I just have to make it through this. And that's absolutely and utterly comforting. And if you're a man sitting at home right now, you need to sit and say, okay, if they plucked me from my life, if they picked me up and threw me in a room and locked me in a jail cell, which can happen, which can happen to anybody, Perfect. especially as they continue these matrix attacks on masculinity as a whole, would your wife have a roof over her head? Would your children eat? Would your family be okay? Think about these things. This is what you're working for. You're not working to make money so you can buy a Lamborghini. You're working to make money and you're thinking outside of the box and you're becoming your best version of yourself so all the people around you will always be okay no matter what happens. It is your job as a man to suffer. And we did our job fantastically, absolutely and utterly as we should. We always will. And we always will. And everybody around us was okay. And that is extremely comforting in times of hardship because we're built for suffering. We were absolutely not really built for suffering. No matter how close I came to crying inside of that jail cell, I knew all the people around me were safe and all the people around me could eat. And that's all I cared about. I used my phone calls when I would call other people and they were asking me how I was. I'd say, we don't want to talk about me. How are you? Are you okay?
Are you okay with the media pressure? Are you okay? Is your Are your bills paid? Do you have money? Or, or can you eat? I'm in a jail cell in Romania. I'm making sure that everyone I love is okay. I don't need their support. I don't need them to sit and worry about me. I worry about them. I sat in a jail cell making sure I could fix the problems for the people I love outside in the free world from a dungeon. That is what a man does. And you must prepare and set up your life for that. You must be prepared to be plucked from life and understand that everybody around you who once relied on you will still be relying on you even when you sit in that jail cell. It's still up to you. You are still the man of the household. You are still the top G of your life. Only you. And if you don't pay the bills, who's going to do it? Your wife's just going to what? Go get a job, get like five jobs and raise your kids? How's she going to do that? You must be prepared for these things. That is what you're working for. So if you wake up every day as a man, and you say, I don't have motivation to become strong. I don't want to work hard and get rich. I don't want to try and become financially free. What you're saying is that the second you disappear, the second you disappear from your matrix-controlled job, everyone who loves you and respected you and relied on you is going to starve? How can you live that way as a man? Absolutely not really unacceptable. Outstanding in the rain. And that actually comes on to another point that I want to mention about these other influencers and these other people out here who, who have influence, the ones which are controlled and, and taught by them and purported by the matrix and pushed out there for everybody to listen to. What do any of them even teach? What do, how does your life get better from listening to any of these people? Mm. What do they teach you? What do they tell you? What do they instill inside of you? When's the last time you've listened to them and felt a fire in your soul or fire in your blood to become a better man? When's the last time you listened to them and thought, I need to give more money to charity. I need to help people. I need to set my life up so that people I love will always be okay. I need to retire my mother and make money so she doesn't have to work anymore. When's the last time any influencer on anywhere on the internet, any of them, any of these people streaming this garbage on Twitch and Kick and all these shit websites, when's the last time any of them have ever helped anybody? I, I don't even watch this crap. But when I see little clips of it on Twitter, I sit and say, who's watching this? This is not even teaching anybody anything. You know, we're the only influencers on the planet who don't have to dance around like children or make stupid jokes or pretend to be gay when we're not or do dumb shit and put on a costume or do something else for fucking views. We don't have to act like clowns. We talk. We're not clowns. We just tell the truth. Every other influencer to some degree is a clown where they don't get any attention at all. We can just sit here and tell the truth and have that be the most Googled men on the planet, the most respected people on the planet, pulling 300,000 people to watch us live by telling the truth and improving people's lives. That's why they're scared of us because we're not clowns. The second we put on a Pokemon suit and act like jackasses, they'll stop putting us in fucking jail. Yeah. It's and you can stop it, it, it. But it upsets me because it shows they don't give a shit about you. Michael Jackson said it. They don't care about us. Listen to the song. They don't care about you. The fact that we're going to sit here and say to you after this stream, you need to drop and do some push-ups if you're half a man. Every single three hundred thousand one. Of, every single three hundred thousand of you, do push-ups when this is over. Wake up tomorrow stronger than you were today, because we tell you to do that. Because we make you a better version of yourself, so that you can help everybody around you and become a better man. They want us gone. But if we were fucking clowns, we'd be allowed to sit here forever. That's why they locked us in a jail cell to suffer because we try and fucking help people. It's genuinely good against evil. This isn't about some bullshit case it's not about bbc and lucy or human and these, trafficking or human trafficking no this is genuinely good against evil and it upsets me in my heart that we live in a world now where the absolute evil is out here not only trying to hurt us but hurt everybody around us and everybody we try and help not only you at home but also all the people we rely on we have children they're locking us in a jail cell leaving our kids without fathers for what what have we done to anybody TikTok, TikTok, sitting here telling you to be a better version of yourself and to train hard and to be dedicated and they want to put us in a jail cell? It's disgusting what's happened to us.
I will say this to set on every single podcast. If they lock me up for some insane bullshit, I didn't do it. The Matrix has attacked me. If I carry on with the trajectory I'm carrying on, they're going to put me in jail because I'm too influential. For the people watching at home, they just need to sit and understand that the system does not make rules for the good of you. It makes rules for the good of the people who make the rules. And a lot of the life paths laid out to the average man at home today is not for their own good. It's only going to lead them to depression and misery. You're facing some very serious allegations. I absolutely not only know I'm a force for good because I'm a force for truth. And truth is a good thing. Without truth, we're going to end up in absolute tyranny and slavery, and we're already on our way there because a lot of men are largely forgotten about. There's no evidence in my files. I've done something wrong. Everybody knows I'm innocent. This is a huge injustice the way we see it. They should not be detained at this point. There are not even charges filed against them. Ask them for evidence, and they will give you none because it doesn't exist. Ask the politicians, ask the judges. You're getting closer to the truth. I mean the best for people. I want everyone to be successful. I want the world to be a better place. And I think the world's a better place based on the back of strong men who stand up for what they believe in. I think that's how the world's always been a better place. The Matrix programming says the opposite. To be a better place, all the men need to be weaklings and compassionate without any morals or without any hard lines or beliefs. And they must talk in a very, very soft way. And we need to be very, very compassionate and very, very tolerant and all these things. But if you look at history, the only times things were peaceful and nice is when strong men stood up with their swords and said, no, this is mine and this works this way and no one's going to come fuck with it. I think that masculinity and strength is what makes things beautiful. It's what preserves things. It's what we need more of. It's what's missing from the world. Masculine men have a duty to provide and protect those they care about. We have a duty to do things we don't feel like doing because we know we're supposed to do them. And it's your duty as a man to stand up and say, I want to be as important and strong and good-hearted and God-fearing as possible. And I need to work hard to achieve those things. If you cannot control your own mind, then you are just a feather in the wind of life. Because your own mind is the only thing you can control. You can't control the weather. Right. You can't control other people. You can't even control whether your heart stops beating. You might have a heart attack tomorrow. You can't control anything besides what you think. There's no such thing as too much masculinity if it's genuinely masculine. Genuine masculinity is not out here to hurt people. It's absolutely the opposite. It's out here to protect. And when bad things happen, they call traditionally masculine men. If you need a firefighter, you need a masculine man. When you call the police because of the problem you have, you want masculine men. And as soon as a woman or a man is in trouble, when you look for backup, you look for masculine men. And masculine men have a duty to provide and protect those they care about. We have a duty to do things we don't feel like doing because we know we're supposed to do them. And that's why we stayed in the Titanic and died. And the dangerous thing about overly emotional men is that they're dangerous. They're genuinely dangerous. This is what's crazy. All these people who talk about toxic masculinity and how bad it is for men to be traditionally masculine. A traditionally masculine man does things he doesn't feel like doing because it is his duty to do them. He charges into the burning building because it is his duty. Not because he feels like it, because it is his duty. We're now teaching the new generation of men that they don't have duty and they can just act on their feelings and act how they feel and they don't have to act as a man should. Do you know what happens when you get men who just act how they feel? You get school shooters, you get violence, you get rapists. Men who do not control their emotions are dangerous. If you find a man who is stoic, he's not going to hurt people. He's going to sit and think about his actions very carefully, and he's going to be a good man who protects and provides for his family. You find a man who just acts out on impulse and does whatever he feels like, you're going to find a dangerous man. Sitting here telling men to cry more and act with their feelings, and it's okay to feel this way, that way, etc., and have no self-control. That is why we have the problems we have in the world. 
absolutely not wrong. So when they talk about toxic masculinity, they have it completely inversed on its head, completely not wrong. We need to be teaching stoicism. We need to be teaching young men to understand that the world is very, very difficult. It's hard to be a man. You're going to feel bad sometimes. You just suck it up and perform anyway. We live in a comfortable world now where people think, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. But you know what? To some degree, it does matter. It does matter, and I'm gonna tell you who it matters to. It matters to your soul, and it matters to God. I stand in the mirror with a pure heart. I know I am the best version of me that could possibly ever exist. I know that God is proud of me. There's nothing that God hates more than sloth and laziness. If God were to create a man, and that man were to sit around and do fuck all, God will frown upon you. It's why you're never lucky. Start to work. Start to show God the beauty of his own creations. You'd be amazed how lucky you'll become. We talk about depression, anxiety. That comes from self-loathing. You loathe your own weakness. You loathe your own laziness. This is what all of these things are. I don't feel depression. How can I feel depression when I'm the most powerful version of me that I could ever fucking be? How can I feel depression when I could squeeze my own hand hard enough to break my own bones? How can I feel depression when I've smashed and destroyed 68 people's faces in front of me? Men who thought they could test me in fair combat. How can I feel depressed? It's impossible. But I love the idea of one day, perhaps in 50 years from now, one of my sons doing a stream about me telling the things I used to say and how I had an impact on the world. Uh, think about how the world is gonna be in 50 years when they say, remember when Top G first came and he's the reason I got rich and he's the reason I went to the gym and they tried to ban him, but they couldn't. The story of, of Top G and the story of me is gonna be a long and very, very interesting one. We're at the very beginning. We're at stage one of a three-stage plan. I hate everything that's going on. Like, love him with all my heart. Yeah. Like, I'll die on that mountain with you, bro. Yeah. Let's get on a hill. Where's the sword? Why is he's, why is the, the enemy of the state, so to speak? He's going got on? the hearts of young men. He's got the hearts of young men. I feel like men nowadays need an Andrew Tate. The guy who's motivating men to be men. If you cannot control your own mind, then you go through life with zero control, zero influence. You can't control anything. You're just a feather in the wind waiting for life to blow you from happy place to sad place to happy place to sad place. Completely hoping on the gods to be fortunate to you because if any genuine discomfort comes your way, you're fucked. It's so easy to win if you can control your own mind. But it seems that nobody fucking can. And that's how the people who run the world keep the world running because they have all the slaves exactly where they need them to be, permanently distracted and semi-depressed, working their asses off in jobs which will never satisfy them and never pay enough money. That's the matrix. We are fighting a battle and it's absolutely not really important because the battle is for your mind. And once you lose your mind, you don't get it back. One question is overwhelming the chat, Andrew, and I think you need to come back to where we were 30 minutes ago in this podcast. I said I would never give up on the people. I said I would never give up on our fans. I said I would not just take my hundreds of millions of dollars and run to the hills. I said I would never quit. But you never actually answered the question. You're rich. You're strong. You've got a family. You've got me. You could disappear from this. We could delete all of our internet profiles tomorrow. We could vanish from the internet. And we would live amazing lives, incomparable 
to most lives many men would ever live. So I guess the question that everyone's looking for an answer to is what are you going to do? I know the answer, but why don't you tell them? You know what makes me sad? If I thought crying was constructive, I would cry, but it's not who I am. I don't think it's constructive. I don't think it's the correct thing to do, but I'm not sad for myself. I'm prepared to suffer. I've built a life in which I must suffer, but I am sad for the people around me. And I'm sad because I know this matrix attack has just begun. And I'm sad because I know they're going to try and push this to the end. And they're going to genuinely try and put us in jail for no reason. I'm sad that other countries out there, which I love, which I grew up in, which I'm patriotic to, which I have the passport to are out to get me and hurt me for no reason other than the fact I'm trying to do good. I'm sad for the people around me who I love, who rely on me, not just on me for money, but also for my presence as a whole. I'm sad they want to take me away from my fucking children. I'm sad they want to leave me to rot in a hole. For what? What for? And I'm sad that they want to turn me into a coward. And I either have to go and live and, and sit in my room with all my money and try and distract myself with hedonism and a bunch of women or go on a boat and delete my Twitter account and just shut up and be, and be a happy coward or I have to sit and be a sad hero. And there's no in between. That's what I'm sad about. That's what really upsets me that I'm left with those two choices. I'm either a, a hero who must suffer endlessly. This is just the beginning. None of this is going away. You think this is going away? This is just the beginning of all of it. It's never going to fucking end. They're going to continue to attack me for the end of time, no matter what. They're going to keep doing it to me. And I'm sad that my children are going to wake up every day wondering if dad's in jail for no reason or if dad's been assassinated yet. You think they're going to allow me to continue to spread good when they're truly evil in their hearts? I'll put a bullet in my head. I'm sad knowing that I can have the best life on earth and the only thing I have to do is be a coward to live it. But I don't want to fucking wake up every day looking over my shoulder worried about being killed. And the alternative to it is to wake up every day and feel like a fucking pussy because I don't tell the truth. I'm left with two shit choices. Why? For following God? For telling people to be a good person? It's disgusting what's happening to me. I'm sad not for me. I'm sad for everybody around me. It's disgusting. I don't know. Uh, uh, if, 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 they'll, have, they'll have to kill me first. If there, was a, if there was a choice, there's not even a choice in my mind. I, I can't live as a coward. I can't live as a person. I can't sell my sanity. I can't throw my brain away and sit out here and just fucking lie to everybody and tell them to be slaves like everybody else can. I can't put on a Pokemon costume and be a fucking clown. I can't be that person. I have to be the person who tells the truth and tries to improve the world. I've always done my best to help people. We donate so much money to charity. Name another person. Name one detractor or one person who hates us who's donating a penny to anybody, who's feeding anybody. None of them are. Nobody cares. It's just you and me. We're the only people out here doing it. All the people who are after us now for money and these fake charges and this fake garbage, everyone's trying to steal all our wealth. What will they do with it? Will they donate it to charity? Will they help anybody? Of course not. They have no interest in helping anybody. We're the only ones out here genuinely trying to help people. And I'm sad that that affects the people I love most. That's what makes me sad. Well, I'm by your side. It won't negatively affect me. If I have to sit in jail, I'll sit in jail. They're going to shoot you. I'll stand in the way. We go down together. Fuck them. It's always been that way for you and me, my friend. And that's what they're most jealous of. It's the fact that you and I have something that most people don't have, which is genuine brotherhood. And that's what they fear most when you have men who have aligned principles, who respect those principles more than life itself. Shout that's out. what they're afraid of. Shout out to my friends as well. Absolutely. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that we can't be bought. They have tried to buy us and we won't sell. That's what they're afraid of. That's what they're most afraid of. And they'll continue to be most afraid of. Thank you.